0: I want to think with you today about thankfulness. And uh, I'd like you to guess how many times a day your average British person says thank you. Anybody care to shout out your guess? How many times a day does the average British person say thank you? 100. 100, okay, that's a good starting bid. Thank you very much. Anybody else? Loads of emails with thank you. Okay, so what... More than 100? Yeah? Anybody else? I've got to shout loudly, otherwise, I can't hear. 150? Anybody else? 10? Did somebody say 10? 20. 20? Okay, good guesses. Do you want to know the answer? Seven times a day. Seven times a day. Uh, that is according to a survey they did in 2021. Apparently, we had a national thank you day. Did anybody know about that? No, not, not. Apparently at Apparently, in 2021, we we're all miserable after COVID, but we we're all very grateful to the key workers. So we had a national thank you day, which totally passed me by. And um, we said thank you a lot. And then the various companies and the government encouraged us to say thank you more. More than seven times a day, as it turned out, because that's not very much. Let's think for together for a moment from our Bible story today about thankfulness. Thankfulness is very attractive in other people. It's also commanded in the Bible, and it's something I think we could all grow in. And uh, I've been thinking today, it's, it's been immensely encouraging to me, because I don't think we lack material around us. It's not like we're lacking things to be thankful for we're just lacking the actual saying of thank you to God so I think it's all there in our favor and we can do it so let's see what this amazing character in the in the Bible story that we just heard has to say there's one particular person who said thank you to God and I want us to gain some inspiration and some um, some help from him what we'll do for a few moments together in our sermon is we'll relive the story and then we're going to learn the lesson make sense We'll relive the story and then we'll learn the lesson. So first of all, there's the story. Now if it would help you, you might like to have it open in front of you still. Or if not, then you might just need to listen very carefully to God's word. Luke chapter 17 verse 11 goes like this. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus travelled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. At this point, I'm going to try and assemble the biggest cast of volunteers I've ever attempted in a church service, okay? So pray for me. Um, I I'd Ideally, you need 10 volunteers. I'm not sure we can do it. Would anyone like to be a volunteer? It would involve you standing at the back under the grey arch and saying one sentence altogether. Oh, you've changed your mind. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. I've got one. Okay, I- ideally, 10, if 10 people fancy standing up now and just going to the back to stand under the arch, I would be grateful. Let's see if we can get close to 10, shall we? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, we already need one more. Can we do it? Anybody? Anybody willing to be the tenth? One, two, four, three, four. Yeah. Okay. We're already winning. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So, everybody, you, you look at those beautiful people back there. They represent our ten lepers. Okay, which means. You guys have got a skin disease. Okay, so your skin, there's something wrong with it. Now, whether it was actual leprosy, what we call Hansen's disease today, or whether it's something like psoriasis, leucoderma, favus, hives, but they've got something obviously wrong with your skin. Okay, sorry guys, but that's you. And what that means in the ancient world is they can't come into our village. So the rest of us live in the village, but they're not allowed in. If any of you remember Leviticus earlier in the year, this is very Leviticus. They are unclean and we are the normal clean people. So I'm sorry you're not allowed in. If they're in your family, the best thing you can do for them is maybe take them their dinner, leave it under a tree outside the village, and they come and get it when you're gone because you're not allowed to talk to them. Isn't that sad? But Jesus comes to town. Jesus was walking into this village, and you guys, this is where you come in, okay? So I'm going to give you a sentence to say. I need you to say in a moment, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Can you remember that? Jesus, Master, have pity on us, okay? Okay. So, guys, guys, Jesus is walking into the village. He's not in the village yet. And you're going to say, Jesus also have on us. Fantastic. Right. So they're desperate. It's kind of embarrassing to shout out, oh, have pity on me. But they're, they're desperate. And desperate people do embarrassing things because they need help. And Jesus says, go, show yourselves to the priests. And you guys, very obediently, go and do it. And as you're going on your way, you are healed. So stretch out a hand for me. Oh, and look what's happened. Your skin disease has gone away. Oh, it's so fantastic. So you can, you can go. You can go back to your seats, and we'll give you a round of applause. Excellent. This, wow, one of them really went overboard, didn't they? <laughs> and this is what happens in the story. Nine of them go, back, go away, healed, and the tenth one also gets healed, but is so thankful, like you, my friend. Yes, that's right. And Jesus says, rise and go, your faith has healed you, so you too can go. Isn't that amazing? Ten of them got healed, but one of them was just overcome with thankfulness. That person was actually a Samaritan, Jesus says. Samaritans were non-Jewish. They weren't friends with Israel. If you know a little bit about Israel today, Israel, they've got some enemies. Um, They're they're not friends with the Palestinians today. And this is not exactly the same thing, but the kind of feeling they had towards the Samaritans is the kind of feeling that Israel would have towards the Palestinians today. So just to give you an, an idea of how unlikely this was, this guy to kneel on the ground and thank Jesus. And Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he says, rise and go, your faith has made you well. There's our story. What then is the lesson we can learn from this story in the Bible? Let me try and summarize it this way. Thankfulness is fullness. Thankfulness is fullness. You don't need thankfulness per se in your life, but on the other hand you really do because thankfulness is fullness. Thankfulness is the completion of things that God has done for you. Thankfulness is the way to acknowledge something amazing has happened in your life. Jesus says the other nine, they, they kind of didn't lack anything because they'd been healed, but they also did lack something because they weren't overcome with thankfulness. I had a friend who was um, skiing a few years ago and he was very badly injured while he was skiing and um, his legs were very badly hurt and he found himself lying in a European hospital for months and he was wondering will I be able, able to ever walk again and <clears throat> as the months went by he prayed to God and he, he said look God if you give me back the use of my legs I'll be forever thankful and I will devote the rest of my life to you and do you know God gave him back the use of his legs. And you see him today, I mean, he's a teacher. You wouldn't know any different. You wouldn't know he ever had that injury. And it's an amazing thing God did in healing him. But if you ask him about his prayer and his vow that he made, he doesn't want to talk to you about it. He, he says, that was, that was then. Which is sad, isn't it? It's like he's lost something of the wonder, something of the fullness and something of the, of the desperation that he felt. And thankfulness is fullness. It's the same to let that drop out and to forget what you said to God. This leper, he didn't forget that. Thankfulness loves to go back to what God has done and go over it again. So I like to think of it see if this works for you like a circle. Yeah, terrible, terrible time for my pen not to work. (laughs) Maybe you could just about make out a circle. Can I borrow your pen, Aria? Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, guys. I'll I'll take both of them. Thanks. Okay, it rescued me there. Much better. If God has done the miracle already, then He's already done the thing, right? So He already um, healed the lepers of of their disease, they were cleansed. But thankfulness, it it loves to dwell on the good thing that's happened. So thankfulness, if you like, it, it goes over the circle again and it says, that was amazing, thank you so much and it loves to come back to God let's say God is there it loves to come back to God and say that was brilliant, thank you thankfulness just loves to dwell on the good thing that's happened guys, thank you very much and that's what the leper was doing God might have done the healing anyway and in a sense they didn't need to say thank you but it's the right thing to do it's the fitting and joyful response it's a little bit like you remember in the COVID lockdown, you weren't allowed into sports stadiums. And for a while, you had this eerie thing where, you, I personally, I like football, so I'd be watching Match of the Day, and someone would score, an absolute belter of a goal, you know, outside of the box, uh, 20 yards out, top corner, and it would look incredible, and nothing. There'd be absolutely no fans in the stadium. And you'd think, did I just see that? That was, that was amazing! Did that really happen? And not, not getting anything. And what normally happens, of course, when someone scores an incredible goal or does something amazing on stage, is the crowd go, yeah, and you get, the, that's the right response. That's the thankful, I'm in awe of what just happened, you are so great kind of response. And when human beings do that to God, it's the, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, you are amazing, that was great, thank you. It was much better after the lockdowns are over and the fans could return to the stadium and it felt like normal again, because thankfulness is fullness. if you live a life without thankfulness it's not necessary that nothing amazing has happened but I think it's likely you haven't understood all the amazing things that have happened I've been reading a book uh, the last week and a half it's called 1000 Gifts and it's by Anne Voskamp and um, it's really I I asked around and I said "Anybody, anybody amongst my friends know a book about thankfulness and honestly there's not much out there which is really surprising to me it makes me think that it's not something we do very well or talk about much but I found this lovely book, 1,000 Gifts, and um, Anne Voskamp is a Canadian mum of six and she lives on the prairie and she homeschools her children and she says rather honestly, do you know, I just spend my days yelling and being grumpy and I don't like myself. And then God gives her a real turning point because he, he talks to her about Thanksgiving and he says, well, are you very thankful? And she thinks, ooh. <gasps> And so she sets herself the challenge of writing a 1,000 thank yous in a list to God. And she does it. And the book is the story, a very poetically written story of how she does it and the discovery she goes on. She ends up very thankful. She learns to say thank you for the thing. So her husband comes in from the farm and she's there over the dining table photographing the grated cheese. And um, he's, he says, this is weird. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this new appreciation. The way, the way cheese is and the way it fell on the plate just seems beautiful. And It's kind of weird. But it's nice. And she's thankful for her grated cheese. But then there's also thankfulness in hard things. So her son injures his hand in, the, in one of the machines on the farm. And she's not overcome with bitterness. She has this layer of thankfulness in her heart because of what God has been teaching her. Thankfulness is fullness, you see. If you can have that kind of attitude of gratitude, which sounds better in a North American accent, doesn't it, an attitude of gratitude. If you can, if you can cultivate that in your life, like Al- Anne Voskamp or, or like Katie the leper, it shows you've understood the world you're living in. It, it shows you're in the stadium and you get what's going on on the pitch. I don't want to pretend to you I mean I found it very hard even this week as I've gone over some of the losses in my life the the things that don't naturally elicit a thank you but even then I've learned to be very thankful for all the things God has given me now it may help you to know that um, thankfulness will help you sleep better so apparently according to one study 25% better sleep comes if you have a habit of thankfulness It, it decreases your anxiety so people who have a habit of thankfulness are less anxious overall. It also, it makes you more attractive. Because um, often people say the most likable traits in other people are uh, gratitude. It's one of the, the top 4% of most likable traits. But don't, I don't actually want you to do it because of those things. That's, that's ultimately, that's a selfish reason to do it. I want you to do it because it's the right thing to do. I want, you, I want us to have a thankful spirit as a church because... God is most glorified in us when we are most thankful to him. I want thankfulness for the sheer joy of it, just because it's the right thing to do, just because thankfulness is fullness and it's, it's the correct reaction to living on planet Earth that God has made. And if you're a Christian and you've been born again, this is extra power for you. I just think you have thousands more reasons to be thankful than your average Londoner walking around, because you know the grace of God. You know Father, Son and Holy Spirit. You, you know what it means to be adopted and you know what it means to be favoured and after everything you might have done you have reasons to say, but he loves me. I don't know if I'll get to a thousand gifts like Anne Voskamp, right? But should we make it realistic for us? How about ten? Ten gifts. Can anybody show me ten fingers? Can you do that for me? Thank you, thank you. Ten figures. Just keep, keep them there in front of you. How about ten, ten things to be thankful for before you leave here today? I'll give you an example, okay? Um, I've got a friend, he's a mentor of mine. Um, he's taught me a lot. And in particular, he's taught me a lot about thankfulness, actually. He has incurable cancer. So I think he's got more reasons than most people not to be thankful. But he's amazingly thankful. And he's got this thing, he says, um, he wakes up in the morning some days and he thinks, Burgh. But he gets his fingers out like this, and these are his ten things, right? Um, He thinks, as he lies in bed, am I warm? And then he thinks, do I have a roof over my head? And then he thinks, do I have some money? And then he thinks, do I have enough food and clothes for today? And then he thinks, do I have employment? And then he thinks, do I have family who love me? And then he thinks, do I have friends who love me? And then he thinks, can I go to church and not get thrown into jail? And then he thinks, um, what's his ninth thing? Uh, Am I currently in pain? And then he thinks, does God love me? And he, he says, some days I get to 10 and I think, wow, there are 10 things straight off the bat. I haven't even got out of bed. And he says, most of his life he's, he's been through and he's scored a 10 out of 10 for most days. Isn't that Amazing. And he says, even on the days when I can't get to 10, I still find myself thankful because I've got things in my life that I'm thanking God for. In a minute, what I'd love to do, instead of me praying, I'm, I'm going to give you a moment in quiet and maybe on your 10 fingers, you can think of 10 things that you're thankful for and you can just say it quietly to God in your own heart. Can I just point out, um, I am making a big deal out of thankfulness, but it's because Jesus does it. This story doesn't exist in your Bible for no reason. Jesus wanted to single out the leper and the attitude that he had. So should we try and learn it together? Perhaps one final thought. If salvation was by works, I wouldn't expect thankfulness to be a very big deal. Do you know what I mean? If you've been coming to church for a while, you may know salvation is not by works. You don't earn your way into heaven. and You, you, don't, you won't get to heaven and pat yourself on the back and say, well done me. I live such a moral life. What you're going to do is you're going to get given it by grace. That's the only reason you're going to be in heaven. And it will be a total gift and you'll say, this is amazing. Thank you, God, for giving me this inheritance in heaven forever with you. Giving me Jesus Christ. And because it's that way and because that's the way God has set up the whole plan, Thankfulness is like the crowning ethic. It's, like, it's, the, it's the totally appropriate response to the, the whole way God has built the system. If it was a different system, it would be another way. But it's not. So it completely fits that thankfulness is the thing we cultivate and we work and we, we love to tend. The average Brit says thank you seven times a day and I'm pretty sure hardly any of those thank yous are directed to God. why don't we see if we can bust that statistic straight away now. I'm going to give you a few minutes. Um, Just see if you can name ten things to God and you, you say thank you to God quietly in your own heart and then I'll lead us in a prayer. We're in our prayers together with a prayer. If it would help you, why not just spread your fingers out, point them towards heaven and we'll pray that way. Father God, we just... We step back and we acknowledge you as the giver of these ten things. I wonder, Father, if there are a hundred people here, then we're, we're naming a thousand things. We are naming a thousand gifts that we're thankful for. And you are the giver of these good gifts, Father. pray you would grow in us a thankful heart that is in awe of what you're doing in front of our own eyes. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Amen.